0: Hello and welcome to Your Investment Partners with Paul and Garrett, where we talk about all things financial, focusing on helping you plan, keep, and grow for a successful future. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. And if you're tuning in again, welcome back and thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to Your Investment Partners with Paul and Garrett. Today is another solo
1: episode with myself, Garrett Smith, and we are talking retirement numbers. How much do you need to retire? There's kind of three key numbers to give us the start of where that retirement planning can happen. Talk about what those numbers are, how you can prepare for them, and also ways to maybe be a little bit more conservative in your assumptions to potentially set you up for a little more peace of mind in retirement. If you have any questions about any of the items discussed today, please reach out either by phone or email. My name is Garrett Smith, and I look forward to having you with me today. Welcome back, another solo episode for you great to be here with you. Thanks for taking the time. I always enjoy sitting down and doing these and they kind of come from just questions that we get, that I get throughout the day. Just write them down and um, and then, you know, answer, it. I answer them on the phone or in person with, uh, with a client and then just say, hey, that would probably be a good podcast episode. And this is one of those. It's just kind of answering the question, how much do I need to retire? And there's really three numbers you need to know to just generally start having the conversation. And there's it, there's always a lot of, you know, we always talk about when you make retirement plans, you can be more aggressive in your planning and assumptions or you can be more conservative. And that's exactly how all this comes into mind. And so this is just to kind of walk you through so you have a mental idea and you can and you'll begin to see where you can potentially be more aggressive in your approach, in your assumptions, or more conservative in your assumptions. I'm always a fan of being more conservative in those assumptions because you just never know what's going to happen. I always use the example of COVID uh, because, you know, the world changed overnight and it changed kind of how we viewed things and how we planned for things. And so the more conservative you can be in going through these numbers, uh, the better off potentially, the better off you'll be through retirement. But let's kind of dive into those. The main goal when you retire is to not unretire. I think that can be fair to say uh, for most people is, you know, if they say, I'm, I'm going to be done working, they don't want to say, well, actually, I need to start working again. And that's usually you just don't want to run out of money before you run out of life. Um, we, all, uh, you know, just jokingly say, if you, if you tell us the day you're going to go, you know, obviously we can make planning a lot more fine-tuned, but we don't, we don't do that, and uh, that's a good thing. I think that's kind of one of the enjoyments of life is, is it can be um, there. There's kind of some of that uncertainty that you can lean into, and I think that's I actually kind of enjoy that part about life. But there's really three key numbers. It's basically what are your expenses. What are your non-investment incomes, income, and what's your portfolio balance? Those are the three main numbers, and let's get into these because the more you know these numbers, you'll have. There can be greater peace of mind in retirement, and more sense of hey, I'm on the right track to to get there the first thing to answer is how much do you need in retirement? You know, if you Google it, you'll pull up, you need a million dollars or you need 12 times your, your salary or your uh, annual income in savings. And, you know, those are all just generic pieces of advice and, and it could be very different for you. Um, you know, we have clients that have earned a lot of money in their uh, working years, but live very frugally. They just don't, don't need much. and so that changes it. And we've also have those who haven't earned as much and want to have a little bit more lavish of a, of a retirement. And so that drives different goals. I think one way to kind of work into how much money do you need in retirement is you know what are the expenses is to kind of just set aside, you know you can't plan for inflation. It's hard to know um, that those assumptions come in later. It, you just kind of have to be saying, okay, today, if I were to retire today, How much would I need? And I think the easiest, the most accurate way is just go line by line. How much do I spend on groceries? How much do I spend in gas? How much, you know, you just go through the budget line by line, by item by item, and just add them all up. That's going to be the most accurate way of doing it because everything's accounted for. Now, not everybody keeps a strict line by line budget. And so if you're not in that way, there's kind of a way to back into it. And one easy way to do that is just how much do I get for my salary today? Now, obviously there's a top line number of what you're paid, but taxes, state and federal taxes, Medicare, social security, uh, savings come out of that number. Um, and so it's not, you can't just use that top line number because really what you're living on is different than that. So if you kind of say, I would like to maintain my standard of living, how much hits my bank account after taxes, after everything each month. And that's a good number to start with. Now, there may be some adjustments on there. For example, you may be planning, I won't have a mortgage in retirement, which is a great thing to do. Not carrying any debt into retirement is a good thing. It's one of those safety buffers you can build build into. So you can say, okay, I'm spending $500, $1,000 on my mortgage every month, and that expense won't be there. So you can make that adjustment accordingly. Or maybe there's a car associated with it. But also on the other side too, you may say, you know, when I retire, I actually want to spend more on travel or I want to spend more in charitable giving. And so I need to account for that. So you can take that number that hits your bank account, make any adjustments on uh, living uh, or any, you know, debt expenses that you have, but also then increase back in any future additional spending you'd want to do. So that can give us a rough number of what the expenses in retirement may be. And that is a great place to start from a planning perspective is because if you don't know how much you you want to spend, uh, it's really tough to do everything else. And so that number, knowing that number in the ballpark is, opens up kind of the next number of what are my sources of income? Now, these are not the savings or investment account because that's the variable kind of down the road. This is what's my estimated social security. Do I have any, maybe uh, rental income or something that's already been set up for, or do I have any pension income that's coming in? Is there income coming from other sources that are a little more guaranteed or stable in nature that I can plan through the short course of my retirement? And so those are, what are those main income sources? And that's, then it, it just becomes, you know, simple addition and subtraction. What are my expenses? I need. $5,000 a month. I have income sources between social security, myself, and my spouse of $3,000. Uh, so that means there needs to be $2,000. That's the gap that needs to be filled. So those are the first two numbers. What are my expenses? What is my projected income from social security, pension plans, or, or any, any of those places? And then that leaves the last number of how much do I need in my portfolio or in my savings to fill that gap and this is where really assumptions make a big difference Uh, there's a rule of thumb out there that uh, kind of is based on some research that says you can have a four percent withdrawal rate that's under certain conditions and in certain times Um, one thing that that you can have in there is if you're you need to answer the question am i willing to take a pay cut if the market in retirement turns against me you know for example if you get in the middle of covid and your account value is down are you willing to say yes i'm willing to live on 10 percent less for a short period of time to wait for the market to recover or do i want to have more stable in income You know, I want to make sure I get that $2,000 a month regardless of what the market's doing. So that's the question you need to ask yourself. Am I willing to take a pay cut if the market's moving around? If that's the case, you can probably be more aggressive in your assumptions. Or if you want to be a lot more conservative and say, you know, I really want that stable income. I never want to take a pay decrease if the the stock market or the bond market or the international market or the commodities market, you know, wherever those investments are built on to. Uh, moves around. And so that portfolio, so if you use 2%, 3%, 4%, 5%, those are all reasonable assumptions depending on how aggressive you're planning on being, can kind of lead you to a portfolio number of what is that balance that needs to be. But another consideration on that portfolio balance is taxes. Now, if everything in, in your portfolio is in a traditional IRA or traditional 401k meaning you got the tax deduction in your working years and then you went to pull it out anything you pull out is now taxable well that changes the equation too because that might be moving you up into the you know 22 24 maybe in the 32 percent tax bracket and then you throw a state uh, on there um, and that could be a significant amount and so taxes is always going to be part of the equation and so when you when you're answering that last number. So the first two, remember, what are my expenses? Where am I getting some income? And then how do I fill the gap between the two? And that portfolio number, that's that's the toughest one to fill into. And if you can make conservative assumptions of saying, you know, I'm going to say, I'm only going to take out 2% of my portfolio value. You're going to need a lot larger portfolio, but you'll likely have less volatility in that income when retirement comes, and then also in addition to that, you can say I want two percent of the income, but I'm willing to take three or four percent to help offset some of the taxes from it as well. If everything's going to be in a traditional account, and so you can just do a little quick arithmetic and, and work into how much that portfolio balance needs to be. And those are the main numbers. Now, once again, these are in the ballpark. Life is always changing. Uh, you know, having done this for a number of years one thing that i know is for sure for certain that anything you plan today will change tomorrow Um, life happens and working through these each of these numbers preparing for retirement getting into retirement and through retirement are something that always need continual keep like on the expenses side maybe you need a new car maybe something unexpectedly happens to the house and needs to be updated maybe your uh you, you You know, sometimes we don't always have all the time that we think we're going to have in retirement. And so you're willing to say, you know, I I kind of want to spend a little bit more today because from health complications, I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. That changes what those expenses are going to be. And then the income side on the same thing, you're, you're estimating a certain amount of social security. If you have a spouse that passes away, predeceases you, and now all of a sudden you're, you've got less income coming in because it's, instead of coming from two sources, it's just coming now to one, uh, that changes things as well. Or maybe a pension was uh, didn't elect a spousal benefit on a pension plan, and so that income sources can change. Then obviously as well as what we get in uh, the investment market from real estate stocks, bonds, um, international uh, companies. Uh, There's, there's a lot, a lot of different places where uh, you can be invested in and, and maybe something happens along those lines. So these are not set numbers, but they can kind of give us a guide of where to start. What are my expenses? How much do I want to take? And how much do I need to fill that gap between the two? And one thing that I know for certain is there's no two plans that look alike, um, there's no easy one way to do it, one size fits all. So if you'd like to look over your specific situation uh, or something's changed and you need to relook at the numbers, please reach out and let's have a conversation. Once again, thanks for your time. We look forward to talking to you the next time. Take care.
0: Thank you for tuning in and listening to Your Investment Partners with Paul and Garrett. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, visit us at ascendinvestment.com you can subscribe to our newsletter to keep you up to date see you in the next episode kessler norman and ride llc dba ascend investment partners is a registered investment advisor advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where our firm and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure no advice may be rendered by ascend investment partners unless a client service agreement is in place the opinions expressed in this podcast are for general informational purposes only, and are not intended to provide specific advice, performance data, or recommendations that any particular security, portfolio of securities, transaction, or investment strategy is suitable for any specific person. This program is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. All opinions contained in this podcast are subject to change at any time without notice. To determine which, if any, investments may be appropriate for you, please consult with your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this podcast is not guaranteed of future results. As always, please remember that all investing involves risk and possible loss.